You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guests, Bob Lamora and Corey Wyatt for the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. In June of 2019, the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey announced the completion of the Port Jersey facility of the Express Rail Network. With three other facilities in Newark, Elizabeth, and Staten Island, Express Rail is focused on actively continuing the growth of container services in the area and becoming one of the largest cargo ports in the nation. Bob Lamora and Corey Wyatt of the Port Authority join us to outline the key advantages of this comprehensive intermodal network. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Bob Lemura, Business Development Manager of Carrier Sales, and Corey Wyatt, Manager of Intermodal Rail Development for the Port of New York, New Jersey, a division of the Port Authority. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast this morning. Uh, thanks for having us, Jeff. Thanks for having us, Jeff. It's great to have you. Uh, gentlemen, what we'd like to do for our audience is give a brief introduction to who we're speaking with today. So if you could, could you give us a little bit of info on your background within the industry and particularly what you're doing with the Port Authority today? And uh, Bob, let's start with you. All right. Well, good. Uh, thanks a lot, Jeff. We really appreciate the opportunity to share this uh, with you guys. Coming from the maritime industry with a little bit more than 37 years experience, uh, working in my background for a couple of the major ocean carriers uh, in both uh, sales management positions as well as some key operations positions uh, in the earlier part of my career. Uh, later then having moved to a, the director of uh, commercial affairs for uh, one of our key New York terminals that would be Port Newark Container Terminal in their, again, in their business development role. Uh, from there, have moved to the Port Authority. I've been with the Port Authority uh, now just approaching uh, nine years. And in that role, as you had mentioned, um, as the general manager of business development. So that what that does entails, it's, it's day-to-day interaction with our ocean carriers, both on the operational as well as the sales side, just to ensure that we at the Port Authority have a focus on the ocean carriers' priorities, you know, where they are today, more importantly, where do they see themselves moving towards in the future? As I'm sure your audience is aware, you know, one of our key roles is to make sure that we have an infrastructure that is sustainable to today's climate, that is workable for the process of containers on and off our terminals, so on and so forth. Uh, the secondary role that I, that I have today is uh, organizing with our terminal operators a lot of those same logistical key points that I just mentioned to make sure that our trucks are flowing through the process that our roadway and infrastructures are meeting the demands of the cargo traffic moving through the ports and to make sure that our commercial opportunities for the general trade uh, work cooperatively with our terminals. So I'm sort of the bridge, if you will, between the commercial outreach with many of our terminals and the general trade. And then finally, I would say that I'm working hand-in-hand with Corey as we continue to see our rail volumes really aggressively take off here in the Port of New York and New Jersey. We have a pretty aggressive plan commercially to raise our volumes, and I think 
if we were to talk, talk numbers, our numbers then speak for themselves because we continue to be month over month with volume increases. So again, that's just a sort of brief introduction of who I am and what I'm doing here at the Board Authority. And again, Jeff, thanks for the opportunity. That's great to have you and uh, great information there. Uh, Corey, how about you? Yeah, sure. Jeff, uh, again, thanks for having us. I've been in the industry since 2003, uh, working with various marine terminal operators here in New York and New Jersey, uh, as well as a, a, one of our larger ocean carriers. Joined the Port Authority uh, a little over a year ago, where I'm in my current role as the manager of intermodal de- rail development. Um, I work directly, and Bob kind of alluded to a lot of it, so I won't uh, go into too many details, but working directly with the marine terminals, facilitating meetings, dealing directly with our two class one railroads that serve the port, both CSX and NS, and as well as Conrail, uh, who is our shared asset operator, uh, bringing our trains in and out of the port uh, on the local rail tracks. It's great to have you guys. Uh, So we're going to be talking today about the express rail system, which uh, was recently completed and uh, ostensibly was designed to uh, reduce the reliance on trucks. But um, I'm going to leave it to you, Bob. Give me a little bit of background on what exactly is the express rail system and what its purpose is within the port. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. The express rail system, in short, is really started as a uh, public-private partnership, actually, between the Port Authority and Conrail, which dates back to the early 2000s, when the board of the Port Authority uh, contributed $25 million in the very first phase uh, of that program. And Conrail also, with their shared assets, also contributed a significant amount of money for that for that endeavor. From that point in time and over time, the express rail system was uh, devised to build out four separate rail facilities each of them having their own features and benefits, but all of them really with the same basis for uh, moving cargo through the port. Today, almost uh, 17% of our cargo uh, moves in or out of the port via our express rail system. And that number continues to increase uh, month over month. So again, the the early part was was devised with a long-term vision here to build four facilities and as I believe Corey mentioned just this year we completed our fourth facility which opened up uh, just around January of this year and it is in full operation so our express rail system is in full swing and we look forward to working with our customer base to uh, to keep cargo moving fluidly through the port of New York and New Jersey. Great. Now, Corey, uh, four different facilities that uh, had to cost a little bit of uh, change. <laughs> um, how much exactly did it cost to build, if I could ask? Yeah. So as Bob, you know, alluded to the history, uh, Express Rail has evolved over the years. Volumes have grown. Ships are getting bigger and bigger. Uh, the Bayonne Bridge was raised by the Port Authority. So now the Port Authority has put in around $600 million through this evolutionary process. I can get into the specifics of each facility if you'd like. Sure. You know, we put a, the latest one is, is GCT Bayonne's facility, which we call Express Rail Port Jersey, at a cost of $187 million. We have Express Rail Elizabeth, which costs us about $195 million. Express Rail Staten Island, uh, $73 million. 
an express rail port Newark of 145 million. The, the money is put into working track as well as the infrastructure around each facility. All right, Bob, uh, about the, the systems themselves, are they on dock or off dock? Is there a support track? Uh, can you give me uh, more specifics about the whole system? Sure. Well, in the, the, the early design phase to define where these facilities should be located was a well-thought-out exhaustive planning exercise, looking at our terminal operations in each of our respective terminal operators. You know, there was, uh, again, a significant amount of analysis that determined where would these facilities be best located. So, uh, Jeff, you alluded to the terms on-dock, off-dock. Today, all of our facilities are, are on-dock facilities. The express rail system at Port Jersey, we would classify that as a near-dock. It is not physically on the marine terminal, but it is in the property adjacent to the uh, main terminal at uh, GCT in Bayonne. It's the same alignment. It's a near dock facility uh, at PNCT, our express rail port Newark facility. And that facility is actually, those two facilities are actually joined. The PNCT express rail port Newark facility is uses a flyover. It's a roadway that literally crosses the main roadway coming into the port, but it is a flyway that connects directly onto the marine terminal. So those two facilities, the express rail port Jersey and the express rail port Newark, those are what we call the, the near dock facilities. Express rail Elizabeth, that facility literally sits uh, on property that's uh, located right between our APM terminal and the MAR facility. And those two terminals feed laterally onto the express rail facility in Elizabeth. And same is the operation for the express rail in Staten Island. Um, that is um, part and parcel to the GCT New York facility. Okay. Uh, Corey, Bob mentioned earlier uh, about uh, the sustainable benefits of the program. What exactly would he be speaking uh, about when he mentions those benefits? So, I mean, if you look to the history of, of, of the terminal and the, the terminals and the port, anything that was going to go to the rail prior to express rail, either was a truck move that went to its final destination, or it was uh, drayed from the local terminals here to a off-dock facility for Norfolk Southern or CSX. Express rail has allowed the transfer of cargo from the ship directly to the rail. So you're reducing trucks on the, on the roads um, as well as reducing emissions. So it's a lot of sustainable benefits there. Uh, the more stuff that goes via rail, uh, less emissions you have, as well as uh, less trucks clogging up the roadways. Okay. And Bob, with four uh, different facilities, what are we talking about when we talk about overall capacity and utilization? Well, uh, with the opening of the uh, Jersey City facility, we are now at a capacity of 1.5 million lifts annually onto or off of the the express rail system. So in, so in Port Newark, that capacity is just about a quarter of a million lifts, on a, again, on an annualized basis. The Elizabeth facility, the one I refer to that resides between APM terminals and MAR, uh, that facility can lift about uh, 800,000 lifts a year. Uh, Staten Island is at 200, and 
Port Jersey is also about a quarter of a million lifts this year. Uh, and utilization, again, that keeps climbing. And to uh, look at um, protecting some of the proprietary numbers for each of these facilities, I, I can offer to you that, again, we our lift, th- our, our lift through the entire express rail facility is about 17% of our total throughput on an, on an annualized basis. So we're growing and we're growing fast. And now with Jersey City now online, uh, we expect to see that number ratchet up rather quickly. That's a lot of lifting. <laughs> um, what railroads, uh, Corey, what railroads serve that program? Sure. So we're uh, in the port here. We're served by both CSX and Norfolk Southern. We have some indirect uh, routes that are handed off to uh, CP and CN as well, but on the local tracks here, it's just CSX and Norfolk Southern. With Conrail, uh, who is a joint venture between the two Class 1s operating on our shared assets uh, and the infrastructure around the port. All right, and Bob, what are the uh, origins and the destinations that are served here? Well, Jeff, come on, as the commercial guy, I'm the one who's saying, you know, we can move your freight to anywhere USA. (laughs) And basically, our system allows for that. Uh, But to be a little bit more specific to to your question, um, we are serving the the major hubs, cities, if you will, in the eastern half of the United States, as well as the eastern part of Canada. I think what's unique, Jeff, about our about our system is the rail network provides for immediate delivery on vessel discharge. And what I'm really referring to here is that New York and New Jersey, we host the uh, greatest number of first port of call for all U.S. Uh, for all East Coast ports. So what that means is that when ships are coming to the U.S. East Coast, their number one choice and the statistics show this, is that New York is where they're going. So freight sometimes can literally be discharged, put on a train, and be in Cleveland, Ohio, and that ship is still here working in the port. So same day or next day delivery onto the train puts that freight into those cities uh, in a very, very rapid pace. And in some instances, Again, before the ship even sails the port of New York and New Jersey or the vessel sails further down the coast, freight can be have already been discharged, put on a rail, and at its destination before the ship even gets to its next port of call. But to be more specific with, with the, the cities, we are, we are going uh, to Chicago, we are going to Buffalo, we are going to Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Cincinnati, St. Louis, uh, East St. Louis, Kansas City. And then there are connecting joint ventures with both CSX and the, and the Norfolk Southern that would take our freight beyond those cities that I mentioned to, th- to further points uh, westward in the USA. So, again, our reach, we can go anywhere, USA. So uh, it's a system that works, and it's a system that's growing rapidly. And we see it every single day, every single week, when we get our numbers in from, from our terminal operators. So anywhere, USA. <laughs> Sounds like a truly comprehensive network. Uh, Corey, I'm going to let you share uh, the key bit of information here. Where can the audience go to find out more about ExpressRail? 
Sure, you can uh, you can access the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey website, as well as going on to our marine terminal operators websites, uh, which has more information uh, on each facility as far as acreage, working tracks, et cetera. Excellent. Uh, Bob Lamora, Corey Wyatt, thank you so much for all of that information. Enjoy the rest of the day, gentlemen. You too. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.